Spoken with Bruce and Gatos. Speaking up for Arizona. Let's be blunt. None of these people should have a job. Outspoken. I'm not here to mince words. That was a bad decision. KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. A new era in afternoons on KTAR Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos here until 7 o'clock tonight. Bruce is out. we got the wise man, Steve Zinsmeister, in. Hello, wise man. Hello, Gatos. So uh, it's been a whirlwind of a week here on KTAR in the afternoons. Uh, we made local, national, and international news on Monday. It, it was uh, Carrie Lake on the show. Um, and obviously yesterday we had Megan McCain on the show. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting story because Lake is trying now to change her image. She's trying to reach out to independents. She's trying to reach out to McCain Republicans, who she completely besmirched, wise man. It was the biggest the, mistake she made while running for governor. It's the biggest mistake a politician has made in my years here at KTAR during an election. It, the dumbest thing I've ever heard anybody do is say to her own people in her own party, don't vote for me. And that's what she did. So we've had the drama this week. We've had the Carrie Lake stuff. Oh, I was just kidding when I told when I said John McCain was a loser. It was in jest. And then Megan, of course, yesterday came on and said, "Listen, I think everybody knows this isn't this isn't uh, this isn't a joke. You don't you don't you know say say these things about uh, a person who is dead." But, man, I think we all today, I think we're finding out why this all happened, right? Uh, I think we're starting to get a clue. And Megan seemed like she kind of had the inside info when she talked with us yesterday. Okay, so why don't we do that? Why would Carrie Lake, okay, come on our show and and act all nice and want independence and all these uh, folks, right? I want everyone's vote. Whether you are a McCain, you know, a big if you call yourself a McCain Republican, if you call yourself a middle of the road Republican, a Trump Republican, an America First Republican, I want your vote. And guess what? I want independence votes as well, and I want disaffected Democrats. And there's a lot of them who are waking up and saying, this is not working out. I'm meeting with so many people. I'm meeting with dozens of people who weren't in my camp and weren't for me early on, and, and we're bringing people together. Okay, so she wants to play nice and bring people together. By the way, if that was the Carrie Lake of 2022, she might be the governor today. Yeah, very possible. But very, very possible. But we all know that's th- that, that that clip you just heard isn't the real Carrie Lake. So she's reaching out to everybody. Notice she said, I'm reaching out to everybody, like I'm meeting with people. She didn't say they now support me. Well, I mean. She threw a couple names out there like Karen Taylor Robeson. But if you asked Karen Taylor Robeson if she supports Carrie Lake, uh, would she say yes? I don't think so. I don't either. Okay. So then Megan McCain came on our show yesterday and she's like, you know, I wonder. I wonder why Carrie Lake is being so nice to everybody and is reaching out to me. My entire take on this situation is the internal polling for Carrie Lake's campaign must be just staggeringly awful and scary to them when it comes to independents and McCain Republicans not voting for her. Hmm. I think there's some kind of data that they've seen. There's public data we've all seen that shows that there is a giant swath of Arizonans who will never vote for this woman in no small part because 
realize how much she has attacked my dad, who is a beloved Arizona icon. And also there are many people like you, Bruce, who consider themselves proud McCain Republicans. And we wear that proudly. We are not MAGA, dear leader, Kim Jong-un, Trump people. Mm. And I think that her and her team have had a very, very cataclysmic misunderstanding of the people that we are, the kind of Republicans that we are, and the amount of support that my dad still has even, you know, five years in death. All right, that's Megan McCain. So she said there's got to be some kind of polling. Oh, we got the polling today. And we got the poll. <laughs> we have the data. Uh, why don't we start with this one, okay? okay. So it is, uh, it is Lake, Gallego, and possibly Cinema. Here's why Carrie Lake is playing the I'm warm and fuzzy card. Lake trails Gallego by almost 20 points among independent voters. Yeesh. Woo. And that's harsh because that's probably a lot of cinema supporters. Could be. And if she decides she's not going to run, where do those voters decide to go? Independents want Gallego over Carrie Lake. That says a lot. Because independents like me, we like, uh, we like you know, bo- the border secure. Obviously, that's not the case. I'm not sure Gallego's ready to do very much. He's a Democrat. Um, but that is, that is a number that, that, you know, behind closed doors, Carrie Lake's people are saying, listen, you're getting crushed. You're getting crushed with independence. You have no chance to win this thing unless, unless you become warm and fuzzy to the independents, to the McCain voters that you hated so much a couple of years ago. And now we're just seeing, you know, we're seeing just a total fake, you know, human being, by the way, she, she's done this for years. You know, she was an Obama supporter. She was big on wearing a mask at the beginning of the of the pandemic. And then um, was very anti. Of course. And, <laughs> very, and very she anti. She can't pick a lane. Right. Because every lane she picks, she gets she gets crushed. Well, and I think it works against her that it was so recent that she was a different person. I mean, this was just the last election, 2022. If she had felt a certain way 20 years ago and then changed as a person like cinema. Cinema was much different as a politician, much more progressive, much more liberal early in her tenure. But then as she moves to become a senator, she moves to the middle. She's now an independent. Right. But Carrie Lake can't avoid it because it was just like 16 months ago we were talking about some of these stories. Like, like she liked people in drag. Now she doesn't like people in drag. I mean, it just <laughs> right. goes. It really. No, I mean, seriously, it goes I remember from that one to the other. OK, so in a new head. Didn't day, we have the drag queen on the show? We did. I feel like we did. We did. That was very entertaining. Um, All right. So Lake Trails Gallego by almost 20 among independent voters. Not good for her. Okay, let's just say it's a it's a Ruben Gallego Kerry Lake Senate race. Okay, 47, 37. She's getting crushed by 10. Now, again, anything can happen within the next year. There's no question about it. Um, Gallego hasn't said a peep. Uh, He doesn't need to. He doesn't he doesn't need to. He's winning independence and he's winning a head to head matchup with Kerry Lake by 10. I mean, he's rolling right now, and he's done nothing. So, how about a three-way race? Gallego Lake Cinema. Here's what that would look like. Gallego, 36%. Lake, 30%. Cinema, 21%. I'll tell you why Cinema's so low. Nobody knows if she's running. People are saying, I don't think she's running, so I'm probably just going to, you know, I'll go go with Lake. I'll go with Gallego. If she throws her hat into the ring, that 21% is going to go up because, again, Independence like Kirsten Cinema, and they will vote for Kirsten Cinema. But you you asked an interesting question. Where do Cinema supporters go if she doesn't run? 
Yeah, because a lot of them are going to be in the middle, right? They're going to be, whether they're independents like you or if they are Republicans who don't want to go down the crazy road or they're Dems who don't want to go down their crazy road. And there certainly are two different avenues there. Where do those people fall? I I, I, I tend to think that they will fall with the person they think is less polar, less crazy. Polarizing. Uh, and so I think that uh, Ruben probably does get a bunch of those, but... It's and such a no, toss-up right now. He's no great candidate. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's, he's no a great, great candidate. candidate, but he's, I don't think we have a lot of great candidates in politics anymore. Well, as you all know, wise man, I am in the Kerry Lake uh, camp. You just want to get rid of her no, and no. send her off to D.C. I feel that Kerry Lake could do far less damage as a U.S. senator than in a couple of years running for governor. So You're probably right about that. Miss Lake, you have my vote. I'm sending you out to the United States Senate where you and everyone else will get nothing done and you'll be tied up in meetings and you won't be able to, you know, screw Arizona like you really could. That is the exact reason why I don't think cinema will run at all. Because I think she's been so discouraged by she was the for, at the forefront of immigration reform. Yeah. And gun reform. And Trump said, no, I don't like it. He's not even president. And he no. said, I don't like it. And it got shot down. And I think that she's not going to run for Senate because she realizes, what am I wasting my time doing here? Or she doesn't think she can win. And if you don't think you can win a race, you'll pull a Jeff Flake. Jeff and you'll Flake be like, you know yep. what? You're right. Eh, I'm going to spend more time with my family. Oh, yes, you're going to lose. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. You know, that's the old, I'm going to spend more time with my family. That means you're going to get crushed in an election. Or run for a lesser office like Debbie Lesko, who yeah. just resigned or just said, I'm not going to run for re-election to spend time with my family. And then she was like, oh, but I'm also going to run for Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. What happened to the family? <laughs> Apparently, they don't need what any happened? time with her anymore. All right. So, uh, Gallego up almost 20 over Lake among independents. If it's just Gallego and Lake, he leads by 10. I think that is why you are seeing Kerry Lake play a very, very different role reaching out to independents and even McCain Republicans who now she loves. Good luck with that. Isn't that sweet? Okay. Uh, coming up next, why are some people uh, slicing their shoes apart and walking barefoot in public? You people are gross. What are you doing? It's actually happening. We'll talk about it next. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. All right, Bruce is off today. We got the wise man, Steve Zinsmeister, in. So, uh, wise man, you know that uh, part of this new show, only been on the air for about three weeks. Just a baby. Tina is our digital uh, assistant on the show. Yes. And like, I like she, Tina. She looks at like algorithms and all this kind of stuff and what are people talking about. And so once in a while, we'll check in with Tina, the uh, digital assistant on the show, and she lets us make sure we're not missing a story. Hey, Tina, what's going on out there uh, in the valley uh, and in the world? Hey, guys, there's a new phenomenon out there. It's called earthing, where people walk around barefoot in public. Uh. Gross. I don't want to see Gatos as bear piggies. Okay, all right. Yeah, me neither. The, have you heard of this earthing? I No, I hadn't heard of it. I've seen a video, and I wonder if it's the same thing. I saw a video the other day of some people cutting off the soles of their shoes. Yes. So it's just the outer perimeter of your shoe. Yeah. But you are essentially walking barefoot. Yeah, you're walking barefoot. So it's called earthing or grounding. Now, I was, I'll say this. I don't know what was going on, but I had a, a, a client meeting yesterday uh, in... Uh, around Camelback in, in Phoenix, around 44th Street. Okay. And when I was walking in my car, I saw two people walking their dog without shoes on. No. Yeah. Like on Camelback? Yeah. That's very public. It's very public. It's and very and public. It, didn't, it didn't hit me. Like, you know, I was like, 
uh, 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 I don't know what's going on there. That's <laughs> kind of weird, but... Did you talk to him? You should talk no, to him. No, I'm not going to talk to people You should have. I'm what not talking of, to people who don't wear shoes, Becky Lynn. What kind of clothes were they wearing? Were they dressed nicely? Yeah. They're were not they homeless shorts? people is what you're saying, right? Well, That's what you're insinuating. I'm, well, I'm just wondering, or were <laughs> no. they uber cash, or were they just, you know... I think the guy was wearing a polo shirt. Okay. Like in, like decent jeans on, and I looked down, and I'm like, the, you know, they're, they're, what, what is the deal? What is it? So apparently there's this thing, as Tina said earthing and grounding it connects people to nature and more people are starting to do it it's like this new phenomenon i mean it barely connects you to nature walking on the yeah go ahead and do that barely getting the uh what is it they they'll they say the full effect well the uh the vibrations of the earth picking up the sensations and you know all all spiritual and stepping on a nail is a certain sensation yeah no broken glass no not doing that well like nobody has grass in their yard anymore like i have i have just rocks that would be painful it would be painful i can't go run around with the dog barefoot but if well let's say you're going to the mall are you not going to wear shoes now i don't think they'll let you in they, they won't get into a well, store. Don't they usually say no shoes, no shirt, like no shirt, service. no service. It's like a Circle K. Well, I Pretty can't sure. imagine the mall. Yeah, you're with, not going to walk into Barney's with no. no <laughs> can you imagine? You, yeah, you go, you, you go in with no shoes. And go, yeah, I'd like to try on those over there. No, I don't have socks. What is the benefit? <laughs> okay, here's I, the benefit. I, mean, I get that you're like connecting with nature, but what's the actual benefit? Oh, to please, me? nature doesn't care if you're wearing shoes either. or not. Uh, it connects. It, it, they say it connects them to nature, uh, and they claim it leads to all these health benefits. Uh, let's see. Reduced inflammation, pain, and stress. I disagree. Well, I've never really tried it, but I'm not willing to try it. We're, we're, we're not, well, you're not an animal. You're a human being, and I don't want to see your stinky feet. Have I you, don't even like flip-flops, Becky. Lynn. You've never gone barefoot ever in your life, not even as a kid? I mean, at home. Yeah, but I'm not walking down the street or inside of a mall or, you know, I'm not going okay. into a sporting yeah. goods store no. with no shoes on. But, I just don't think that's... Like More I'm not bizarre. going to Starbucks. I'm not going to Starbucks, and I'm walking on a filthy floor with my with my bare feet. No, I'm not doing More that. More bizarre. Why would anyone cut the soles out of their shoes and pretend to be wearing shoes? Yeah, so like visually, go- it looks like you're wearing. Yes, shoes. Yes, that's so people ridiculous. treat you normal, but yeah. you're actually deep down, you know, in, the, in your heart of hearts, that you're connecting with nature. I would like to be tricked. <laughs> Trick me. You, okay. Because they're the fake s- ones. No. You just don't want to see people's bare feet. It's, Do it's, you? Well, no. All right, let's put it this way. Unless they have a lovely pedicure and, you know, have had their yeah. heels decalloused yeah. and all that good stuff. Well, That's let's one say, thing. Say the three of us go out for a lunch tomorrow. We'll let the wise man pay. He's making big bucks. That okay. sounds about right. We're sitting at a restaurant and the, the people next to you have no shoes on. No. No, I it, it, it's all that it's that joke about when you be when you're on a plane, don't take your shoes and socks off or don't wear flip flops on a plane. Nobody wants to see your feet. I've had people do that stuff. next to me before. I have too. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, don't yeah do there's that. a reason Jesus washed people's feet. That's right. I agree. That is well right. said. That is true. It's really amazing. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Are these the people that are eating kale and all that stuff? Are these like are these the people who want the the, the very small uh, what is it? The the f- footprint on the environment or any of that oh, crap? Yeah. What is that again? Like a small, yeah, a small, small footprint. Yeah, small, yeah, what is it? Carbon footprint. Carbon. Yeah. I want my carbon footprint to be massive. These are the people throwing soup on the Mona Lisa. Is, are these? These the are people? those people, probably. Okay, I would guess. So, How are they going to reduce inflammation and pain in my feet? I don't currently have any. 
So how am I getting reduced? They, they say it goes back to hundreds and hundreds of years ago when people, you know, it was Again, a normal thing. Gathering to do. supposedly all those uh, elements and, and vibrations from the earth, yeah. communing, huh. communing with earth. I don't know. I don't, they, I don't, they, I don't buy it either. They say the experience is freeing and uh, is it toxifying? Did I pronounce that correctly? Detoxifying, correct? probably. Detoxifying. Because toxifying would be detoxifying. Putting, putting poison in your body. <laughs> Again, I don't feel that I have Which toxins. Might actually happen if you step on the nail. We know I'm not supposed to do big words here. It's detoxifying. Um, all right, well, do it in your own home. Uh, don't bring your smelly feet around me. Right at Camelback Road. Two people. Barefoot. Just, just barefoot. And I'm like, maybe that's that new phenomenon called earthing. It's a good way to get tetanus. Wow. <laughs> right. This portion of the show brought to you by Parker and Sons Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Hey, coming up next, uh, we know that Preston Lord was killed by the Gilbert Goons around Halloween. You know, we played on a basketball team. I went out to one of the games. Um, That's right. How have his friends handled his murder? Um, we're going to talk to the head coach of Preston's basketball team. I think it's going to be interesting. And I'll tell you, those kids went through a lot. And we'll find out next. Outspoken. Bruce and Gatos. KTAR News. All right, Bruce is out today. we got the wise man Steve Zinsmeister in. Uh, still to come, and we're working on this for 5 o'clock. Uh, Steve, the U.S. is trying to deport migrants. And there's a country that won't let us land the planes with the migrants on it. I'll take one guess. Uh, don't guess. We'll talk about All it. Right. At, we'll talk about it at five. But like we're trying to deport some people. You have to. I mean, right. you can't just put them right. all behind bars. No, no. You got to uh, send some people back. And apparently there's one country that's telling America, I don't think so. That, um, that's you, not helpful. No. Um, you know, I think one thing we're trying to do, at least on this show, uh, is keep the memory of Preston Lord alive. Um, because he was killed by the Gilbert goons around Halloween. We're waiting for the Maricopa County Attorney's Office to nail the people um, in the Gilbert goons who killed him. And if you didn't know, Preston Lord played on his high school basketball team. And we brought their coach on, what was it, about a month ago, just to talk about who Preston was. Um, they have a great tradition uh, now where they take his jersey and they put it on a chair for everybody to see. And most people in the stands uh, over at Combs High School, they wear orange because that was Preston's favorite color. I'm wearing my orange today. Nice touch. I'm wearing my orange today. I went out to one of the games uh, and met the head coach, gave him a hug and said, hey, listen, we're all praying for you. And we know, you know, we can't imagine what you've been through. Um, but the team just finished their last game. I believe it was yesterday or the other day, a couple days ago. So he said, why don't we check in with the head coach again? He's had to lead these kids through something unimaginable. Their friend just didn't die. Their friend was brutally murdered. And these high school kids went out on the court and continued to play hard. And, you know, why don't we catch up with the head coach, Hosea Graham, uh, the Combs High School basketball coach, joins us again. Hosea, how are you, my friend? It's good to have you on the radio. I'm doing as well as can be expected. Thanks again, Gatos and Jen Meister for having me on. I really appreciate it, guys. And we appreciate you guys for being our boys. Um, Outspoken is probably one of our most um, established and, and favorite folks to listen to um, because of our current situation. Um, 
And, you know, we look forward to hearing you guys. And thank you so much again for reaching out to us. Appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, when I met you, I gave you a hug. We were on the court together. You guys won that game. Uh, It was fun watching your team. You coached them so well. I I think my first question is, how did you lead the kids on the high school basketball team at Combs through such a tough time? Because they, they had to... They had to deal with with something that that no kid should have to deal with. One of their best friends getting killed. How did you How did you lead them through that? I, you know, I, I started my journal um, about three or four weeks ago because I think it's a phase. There's stages. It's a process, just like the grieving is process. Trying to man, navigate and manage these boys uh, through this tragedy. Yeah. It was a process, and at first you had to establish where they were in their grieving process. And each of them, of course, grieved differently. Some of them were very close to Preston. Some of them were not as close, but they still had a great loss. And, and establishing what stage they were in grieving depended on how I would respond and react and motivate them Uh First of all, I had to make sure that we created, my staff and I created a very safe and positive environment where if they were not, if they were grieving and they were distressed and depressed or angered, that they were in a safe place where they could express that safely without damaging other people themselves or just the program itself. Establishing that environment was really critical for us to start moving forward and competing in basketball. Think about that. Mm. That's be the last thing on their mind. Yeah. Right. Why do we deserve to be playing and have fun when we've lost Preston? Yeah. Um, Steph and I worked really hard uh, establishing that, that environment, that safe environment. And every day they came, they were early and they stayed late because Mm. that was their sanctuary. And, that environment was safe for them, and they felt really comfortable not only being there, but also sharing what was in their hearts and in their minds. Yeah, and Coach, what happened to Preston happened right at the beginning of the, towards the beginning of the school year, towards the beginning of your season. I think we all would have understood if, if you and your team had a, a down year or if, you, if they had struggled yeah. in terms of basketball. That wasn't the outcome at all. I mean, I know a little bit about high school basketball. You had a really yeah. good team this year. I mean, don't you think that there's no coincidence there that this this team came together in a hard time, right, and had one of your best seasons yet? Absolutely no coincidence at all. I think, again, the environment that we created allowed them to have one centered and focused purpose, and that was to play for each other and play for Preston. Yeah. And it, every day we talked about Preston. Every practice, be, before every game, we talked about Preston. He was present. And that really was a driving force on the the performance, the the uh, exceeding the expectations that, that everyone probably had uh, concerning this team. That driving force of playing for Preston, I think, was the key for the success of our season. They did not want to let him down. Yeah. Hosea Graham is joining us. Combs High School basketball coach. That's where Preston Lord uh, played. And, you know, one thing I, I wanted to was to ask you was, what, what was the toughest moment for you or maybe one of your players that you can share on the show? I can, 
I can share this, and there's there are probably a couple of them that were really devastating. The, I, I would say the, the Sunday that we were all at the hospital, Children's Hospital, when we couldn't see him, that was just the shock, the shock of it all. Um, I think for, for everybody, that was just the most devastating time. It was at the beginning uh, when we were we had no answers. We, we didn't know. Why would this happen? How could someone do this to a young man? And, you know, you think about Preston, and we all know that he was the heart of the team, and he was the least expected to get in any kind of conflict. And when it happened to him, I think the shock of it all was, it's like, why would they have, Why would this happen to the best kid, the, 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 the kindest kid, you know? And so that was the biggest shock. I think the, the next shock for at least for me, let me speak for me right now, was last night, right? Um, mm. What do I do now, and how do I keep the boys folks? I have to figure out how to let them go, and hopefully that in the three months that I've been there for them, that I've given them the tools and and the focus of not falling into a dark side, not falling back into uh, depression or a grieving process. Um, that's my biggest concern and my fear right now yeah. um, because they've done so much. You know, I had them in a bubble. I had them in a bubble to protect them from all the outside noise. And they were not getting angry. They were not getting frustrated. And, you know, Preston's dad, Nick, is such a kind and gentle-hearted man. And, you know, he asked us all to exercise patience, right, as the process goes through. But at, at what point that frustration gets set in and you need an outlet, you know, and the boys are going to finally, they're going to need an outlet yeah. because nothing's really satisfying their frustration. Basketball was, now that we're not playing basketball, what will they go to to satisfy that? Yeah. Hey, Coach, the kids were so lucky to have you with everything that's happened. What a masterful job you did on and off the court. Um, hey, invite us to the season opener. We'll be there. We'll be there with our orange on, okay? I sure appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. All and right. You guys keep making a difference in the world, okay? Thanks, man. Thanks, Coach. Uh, All right, guys. Hosea Graham, Combs High School basketball coach, uh, Preston Lord's uh, team, finished up their season uh, just the other day. Great, great season on the court in terms of wins and losses. The most brutal, tough season these kids are ever going to have. But I'll tell you, uh, this guy just cares, man. You can hear it in his voice. He is such a humble, wonderful uh, human being. He really, really is. And he's been there for those kids 24-7. And when I, wa- when I went to out to Combs and watched them, the, the kids hustled. Um, they fed off their coach. And they certainly played for Preston. And... Uh, it was something to see. It really was. He definitely had the hardest job yeah, of any did. high did. school basketball coach this year. In the country. There's no question about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our thanks to uh, Jose Grant. Just a terrific guy. Okay. Coming up next, um, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened in uh, Kansas City. We know now who the two shooters uh, were. Plus, we're working on a story about how the U.S. is trying to deport migrants. But there's a country out there that says, no, you, got, you can't land your planes here. Next. 
Outspoken, Bruce and Gatos, KTAR News. All right, we got the wise man in for Bruce today. If you missed our last uh, segment, check out the podcast because uh, Preston Lord's high school basketball coach joined us, Hosea Graham, about how it was, uh, what was it like to go through a basketball season um, with what happened. I'll tell you, uh, Steve, we've had him on twice. He chokes me up every time he speaks. I get a lump in my throat every time I hear Hosea Graham speak about Preston Lord. And I'm sitting over here. I'm trying to be all macho. And I'm like, this guy's going to make me He's going to make me cry. Let's be honest. You'd run through a wall for that guy. I think that's what the players did. I, I think that's exactly what that? happened. That's yeah. awesome. You're right. That's, that's a leader. Yeah, you run through a, a wall. That's somebody that you would do pretty much anything for on the I basketball well court. Said. Well said. Um, so, uh, And he cares about that. The first thing we talked about in that interview was not basketball at all. It was about creating an environment to deal with grief. Right. And to deal with losing your friend. I mean, that's for him to say that above like, oh, crap, what am I going to do with my basketball team? Yeah. No. Well, what am I going to do with my offense with so, my best player? It's down? So much and bigger. It, yeah. It's yeah. way beyond that. Yeah. Uh, so thanks again to Hosea Graham. What a terrific guy. Um, I was reading up on what happened in Kansas City uh, a couple of weeks ago. You had, you know, the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. And they had the parade, and we all know what happened. So I was, you know, I'd been wondering, like, what happened, right? Because the documents that came out about the shooting stated that there was an argument between two groups of people. And now we know how this thing started. This is so avoidable. Are you ready for how, why people started to shoot at each other? Are you ready for this? The reason that these two groups of people started shooting at each other it began over the belief that people in the other group were staring at them. That's it? That's it. In a place with half a million people standing around, somebody looks at you and you, somebody gave you them pull the, a gun on them? Somebody gave them maybe the evil eye? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they were looking past that person at, at something on the stage. I don't even know. But the reason that it happened is over the belief you're staring at me. Well, and I think it's important detail, too. The two didn't know each other. No. They're complete strangers. No. This whole thing was so avoidable. And I'm like, okay, we've got... And even the even one of the shooters, right? He said, quote, I was just being stupid. I mean, at least he admits to that. Well, yeah, that was the obvious. Right. Uh, Lindell Mays, 22, of Missouri. He approached members of the other group because they were staring at them. Is that how we deal with each other in this day and age? Is this, it's a 22-year, is that how the youth of America is going to start uh, uh, taking care of business? Oh, my goodness. You're staring at me. Now I'm going to put a bullet in your, in your brain. Are you I, kidding me? I wonder what the alcohol consumption played into this. Were either of these guys drunk? I mean, it's a parade. I understand they probably were, but God, that's not a reason to shoot somebody. No, no he's, he, he just pulled out a gun and started shooting. Okay, coming up next. Hey, the U.S. is trying to deport migrants, but one country won't let the U.S. land the planes. We'll tell you what, which country that is next.